What's up, Satu? Hi, Boomer. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you very much. It's a beautiful, well, actually, it's kind of a rainy day here in Amsterdam, which is not surprising because it's August, but I'm headed off to Portugal soon, so I'm super excited. That's nice. Where in Portugal? All over. Doing mainly a southern half by Lisbon, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, somebody else has planned it other than me for once, so it's pretty nice. Looking That's forward. Great. But let's delve into something a little bit more complex. And what's more complex than complex systems? And I think, yeah, exactly. I think we don't, what we don't want to do here is scare people because uh, complexity does not necessarily mean complicated. And the origin of this podcast actually came from this interesting article from Outside Online, which we'll link to in the show notes, which are going to be at decodingsuperhuman.com slash systems. But the article's titled, We've Reached Peak Wellness, and Most of It is Nonsense. Mm, that was a good one. Yeah. And, and what I, I think was beautiful here is uh, the author, and I do actually like what he wrote, uh, talked a little bit about things that were you know, eight crystals for better, better energy, some detox delivery meal kits, which there's little or no scientific evidence of it actually working. And one of the key points of the pot of, sorry, not the podcast, but the article that I enjoyed uh, was that all of these elements that we can call health, whether that be physical, emotional, cognitive, spiritual, societal, environmental, whatever it is, they're all closely intertwined. And actually the American Journal of Health cited this, and we'll of course link to that article in the show notes as well. But it points to a broader message at hand. Systems and complex systems and taking Mm -hmm. a complex systems approach is a better way to performance. Yeah, really to stop guessing. Exactly. Stop hopping on every single diet that comes along online because it's quite sad to actually see. I see people and on the social media just starting to suddenly out of the blue promote this, I don't know, whatever new treatment or diet or, or exercise plan that they really have no scientific evidence or background or they haven't even read the research behind it. And then they just think that this is the most uh, fun and greatest thing ever to do. And then the next one comes along, and then they hope on that. So I don't really see the point. <laughs> well, you just <laughs> described the media marketing machine right there. But uh, today, let's talk about complex systems. And what we're yes. defining here first is a, what is a system. And so uh, when we're looking at systems, what do they all have in common? They have elements, interactions, and a purpose. When we look at a systems approach to what we do, which is performance, we're looking at the elements, and these can be anything from nutrition, to stress, to environmental, sleep, uh, behavior, as well as your genetics, they all have interactions. I mean, it's very easy to see. And this is what I think is very, one of the key elements to, or key things to understand about a systems approach is that they, everything has an interaction. Everything is intertwined. If you think about the last time you got a poor night's sleep, reaching for that sugar in the mid-afternoon just to keep awake, there is that interaction there between sleep and nutrition. And yes, that is an oversimplified version, but the idea here is is not to uncover the covers and talk about 
the relationship between the endocrine system and the nervous system, what we're going to be Mm -hmm. talking about today is sort of high level overview of how to look at performance in a systems approach. Yeah. And so the final element of all of these or a final component of all systems is a purpose. And our purpose is really performance. But let's talk a little bit about our history in this complex systems world, Satu. How did you really discover that there's more to life than just diet and exercise? Is there? (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Actually, the truth is I should have understood this better already early on in my life because my mom, um, she's a homeopath. Then we can have a separate discussion. Is, is homeopathy good or bad or whatever it is? Uh-oh. Uh, but you, you may get some trolls for that comment, by the yes. way. <laughs> let's, let's put that aside. Yeah. What she has taught me and which I firmly believe in is that we are supposed to treat the person, not the symptoms. She's also said to me plenty of times when I was a kid, I remember like, don't try to cover symptoms by taking a painkiller or whatever, go to the root cause. So all these kind of messages that have been planted throughout my life in my head, then sort of with my career development, with behavior and and helping people develop themselves and then discovering my own pain points uh, and my own difficulties with my own health, um, with stomach issues and everything. It just suddenly, probably in my early 30s, became crystal clear that this is what it means. I need to look into myself as it's a system. It is, I'm a very complex individual, uh, but it, as you said earlier, it doesn't have to be complicated. I just need to find the bits and pieces and how they are linked and connected to each other and and start treating myself as a system rather than trying to switch the diet to solve my issue with my uh, gut problems for example was there um, was there any one key event that you're like oh crap this is now i'm a systems thinker um i think it was when i had really tried everything when it came to my stomach issues and I, I really went through heavy antibiotics, a lot of, in, in my opinion, some weird stuff with how to treat parasites and whatever. And I just said, I, I have had enough. I need to solve it. There must be another way of solving this than just to eat more antibiotics. And once again, I'm not against antibiotics when there is a purpose for that. Um, but for me, it was like this lamp that just what switched on like okay i need to figure out what 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 is causing these issues to me rather than trying to just get the symptoms away and that's when i started reading more and more about how to treat a person from a holistic that's the word that other people like to use holistic uh, point of view and also then became uh, more interested into genetics and uh, DNA testing, but also it led to me figuring out what the, what is the world of nootropics, for example. What does it mean? How do I? How is the brain and the gut connected? And uh, that's a fascinating um, topic, I would say, because it is it's super connected. Everything, what I think, how I think, how I stress, links to my gut health and and vice versa. Mm-hmm. How I eat links to my brain health and 
so on. So long story short, um, I then decided that I will work this out. And I worked with this very, like I planned a strategy, I, how, how to go forward and which uh, doctors to speak to and so on. And, and through trial and error, I then finally figured things out. And also thanks to the genetic testing, I think I'm now much smarter and I want to help others to save time. I don't want people to go through like 20 years of searching for answers because they are already there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think just from my side real quick, looking at my history with the performance world, it was always how to do life bigger, faster, stronger, sooner. Right. And I didn't care what the downside was. I didn't even think there was a downside because if you're following whatever diet the Huffington Post recommends, you're exercising in a way that uh, somebody tells you to who is theoretically trained, is there anything wrong with that? Mm. Well, there may be. There's a lot that is under the hood that needs to be recognized. And you know, reductionist thinking has worked well to a certain extent in the development of this world and being able to uh, treat things in silos, both as doctors, but also in operating the economies has worked well. But now we're at a state where in order to get from here to there, and for those who can't see me, my arm is just going up and to the right. <laughs> uh, in order to get from here to there, it requires a different approach. Uh, we now have more than enough means to upgrade all of our systems rather than to upgrade just one ad hoc one. And <clears throat> yes, there are certain systems that get more emphasized in certain types of people like athletes. But however, taking that dynamic systems approach for an upgrade, uh, you know, when I was looking at how to shift my thinking, I've been exposed to complex systems from a very, a very young professional career. If you think about a country as one of the most complex systems, I used to advise those countries on how to to make, to, well, really raise money. And so how these countries operated was really, and how they used that money was in fact systems thinking, but I didn't realize it at the time. And so my shift in sort of how to think uh, more dynamically, more systems minded was really uh, when it came to just sort of upgrading my own performance. And that was, after a series of, like you did, trial and error situations where, mm. you know, I was in a very, very, and I stress the word very, very here, amateur MMA fighter for a very brief moment, meaning I <laughs> lost to, I lost to a very small <laughs> Filipino boxer in very quick period of time uh, in Boracay in the Philippines once. But, Ooh. you know, going from that to understanding really the relationships between some of these blood biomarkers and energy levels or the relationships between sleep and some of these uh, other biomarkers like blood glucose, et cetera. And just at one moment, you kind of realize, well, this applies to everything. And per my norm, I went a little bit deeper, dug into the work of Donello, Me Donello Meadows. Let me say that five times fast. Mm -hmm. 
as well as Buckminster Fuller, and you know, just became really enthralled with the idea of complex systems. But since we operate on sort of that systems basis, what were three things you did to upgrade your whole system, Satu? All right. The sponsor for today's podcast is a member of the toolkit that I use on an almost daily basis to upgrade my state of being and have used it actually for the past couple of years. The guys over at Neurohacker Collective have done a fantastic job. You've heard me rave about the original stack as well as Qualia Mind on the show. But now I'm so excited because the suite of products has grown. You have Qualia Focus for that near-term bump. You have Qualia Mind Caffeine Free for all my caffeine-sensitive listeners out there. But their latest product, which just came out, is oh so exciting. It's called Eternus, and it's a 38-ingredient formula containing the most researched and premium ingredients on Earth for supporting cellular health. This is key to combating the symptoms of aging. If you want to check out Eternus, Qualia Mind, Focus, or any of the Neurohacker products, go over to neurohacker.com and plug in the code BOOMER. You'll get an additional 15% off your order. Enjoy. Well, in terms of what did I do recently, I would say that I started consciously looking into three areas, even more than before, sleep, stress, and nutrition. Uh, What did I do? I actually started consciously tracking them uh, by first of course the, it was the genetic testing and, and other like blood tests and, and so on but consciously uh, having a tracker all the time with me like an aura ring uh, that gives me daily feedback on how am I doing uh, how am I feeling and uh, of course that's also a question to myself how am I feeling not only just looking at data um, and and get get to the point where I can securely say that I know that the things that I eat, the way I exercise, and when I go to bed, when do I wake up, these are right for me as an individual. So you asked me three things. uh, There were more three areas, sleep, stress, nutrition. Excellent. And some devices to that. (laughs) Oh, what were the devices that you use for measurement? Well, for now, it's Aura. And on daily basis, it's Aura, and then it's a um, polar pulse meter that I use every time I exercise. And then I just sync everything on my iPhone. And then otherwise, it's been the genetic test. And then, um, yeah, following up on that. So what I want to do here when I share my, my things... I want to take you mm-hmm. through just kind of the process that I go through. And this is a once a month process for me, but I also do it with, uh, we do it with our clients and it starts with the whiteboard and you can't see my whiteboard, but it's right over here to my left. And we'll take a, and we'll take a whiteboard and we'll kind of map out the different systems of the person, or in this case, me. And we're going to look at all the elements of the system. And this includes not just everything from uh, your environment, your movement, your nutrition, your sleep, et cetera, but also things like financial and, you know, outside factors, where you're living, where you're traveling to, et cetera. And when you take that all into account, you can start to really kind of model out um, behavior and behavior change. And I know we're going to do a podcast on this soon in terms of getting deep on behavior and we've done it a lot, mm-hmm. but 
behavior, uh, you can model out just really, you know, what areas where you want to focus for the next couple of months. And so for me, uh, three easy things that I did to upgrade my system was just really, you know, first to switch my perception on sleep. Uh, sleep is such a, it's almost the Archimedes lever to my upgrading of the system. If you think of sleep and its impact on nutrition, sleep on, and its impact on my ability to make better financial decisions, etc., cetera, uh, it all helps to really just do a a 180 shift in terms of rather than it being a waste of time, it's more of an investment. Um, then what was interesting to uncover in one of these whiteboarding sessions was the actual behavior change needed to be rather than pushing this whole upgrading cognition, um, rather than, and I do believe that to a certain extent, a lot of people can upgrade their cognition and their ability to think, act, and do things better. Uh, But for me, the cognition upgrade wasn't necessarily the issue holding me back from higher levels of performance. It was more a question of resilience. And that, when you started to model out the different opportunities for behavior change, came down to um, going back to a productivity system and just reutilizing it a little bit better. And that was a massive upgrade to the entire system. Uh, And again, you know, the third one would, frankly, again, we both recognize the value of this. Uh, Testing is incredibly important. Genetics test was the blueprint for everything for me. And from there, you can be very, very tactical about what additional tests you actually need. Um, Going back to what I explained of my gut issues, uh, I think the genetic testing was crucial for me to really understand like what was the impact because so many times did I say to everyone like, ah, I'm gluten sensitive. I can't eat this and that. And uh, I have to be on a paleo diet or, or I have to do an Atkins diet because I can't eat these things. And at the same time, I was creating more and more stress for myself. And, and the whole thing just became crystal clear, crystal clear to me when I, had the genetic report uh, in front of me and there's this gene that uh, some of us have the variant uh, for um, GAD, uh, the grain sensitivity. And to understand how that affected my sleep and my performance and my stress levels and my gut issues, that was just the biggest help that I could have received from anywhere. I couldn't receive it from anywhere else than except for, for doing the test. And that was really the beginning of, uh, of the, not beginning, but it was like closing the journey. I would yeah. Say. So let's close this one out with just sort of an exercise for people. And I would love you guys to try this if you can. Uh, get a whiteboard, a white piece of paper, et cetera, and start to map out your own system. Uh, the system, the way we look at just kind of our own internal personal system is nutrition, supplementation, sleep, detox, athletics, meaning movement or exercise and hormones. And you can start to really just sort of see where you're at in those various elements of the system. And when you start to look at ways to upgrade yourself, keep it in the context of the system, because you can certainly upgrade your focus with any number of nootropics, but what's the cost to the rest of the system? And so Mm -hmm. by whiteboarding it, identifying both your strategy, your tactics, as well as your tools for measurement, 
you'll be able to track yourself over time and therefore upgrade your whole system. Satu, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for playing. Thank you. Sayonara, superhumans. The show notes for this one are at decodingsuperhuman.com slash systems. Superhumans, before you go, if you enjoy the episode, if you enjoy all of our episodes, head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. It would really, really help get the word out on what we're doing here at Decoding Superhuman. Feedback. If you want to give us direct feedback or you want to see us cover a specific topic, whether on the shorter episodes or the longer episodes, head on over to your email and email us at podcast at decodingsuperhuman.com. For those of you who have sent emails to that address, you know that I respond to every single one. And then lastly, would you like 300 to 500 words of highly curated information on how to upgrade performance? If so, head on over to decodingsuperhuman.com slash throwdown and you'll get our next issue of the throwdown, which is our 300 to 500 word highly curated digest, if you will, on what's going on in the field of performance. Enjoy your day, superhumans, and thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to today's episode.